So tonight then, we'll just get into it a little bit. So Leadership Gold is one of John Maxwell's very first uh, books uh, that he wrote about leadership specifically. And you can tell because when, so the way uh, John Maxwell works is, so he was a pastor for 25 years and then he ended up writing some books initially while those books got some traction. So he wrote a lot of books and in doing so with his publisher, his publisher is like, hey, I know you're trying to write for um, the Christian community, but the business community actually likes it more. And so he started tailoring his, his writing towards the business community. When I first started with him a couple a year ago or so, a little bit a little more than a year ago, he was at um, 80 books. Now he's at 100 books. And um, so that's huge, right? Like, and so if you were to ask him today, what do you do and who are you and all that, he would say that he is an author, first and foremost. And then he speaks about what he writes about. And a little while ago, um, some now team members came to him and said, hey, we would like to take your books and make them into courses. And so Leadership Gold was one of the very first courses that they made out of his speaking, basically. The stuff I started to show was him on stage talking about um, Leadership Gold. And uh, those segments run anywhere between three minutes to 10 minutes for each chapter. And what he does, he just kind of talks about the chapter and then uh, there was some discussion, like if you sat in his live event, there would be like discussions and things following um, his lecture. <clears throat> for us, uh, the way we're gonna do it, because I can't get the video to play, excuse me, um, through this mechanism. And we're gonna talk about leadership goal. I'll give a small little lecture about what he talks about. And then we'll cross talk as much as we can. Hopefully by that time, we can get our audio working. And uh, we could talk a little bit about what does that mean? And so, all right. So the first chapter is, is talks about essentially, um, if you're lonely at the top, you're doing it wrong, essentially. And what he's talking about in this, in that chapter is, all the leaders that are alone, like because they put on this, what we would call mask of command, they would, they would basically, they set themselves up on this like ivory bubble, if you will, and where they're filtered, right? People, their information and, and their contact to people is highly filtered. And they feel like they don't have anybody to go to, to talk about their, their that level leadership problems or issues or anything. And so they, there's this theorem, if you will, that's been propagated over a long period of time, talking about how, well, well, if you're the boss, you're the boss and you're not gonna be able to relate to anybody. And so it's going to be lonely at the top and that's just the way it is. Well, John Maxwell comes around and he counters that. And his counter to that idea is, look, you didn't get there by yourself first. Like no one just like, you know, just start stepping on everybody's head, you know, try to climb the ladder. You still have to step on somebody to go up, you know, like there, no one and good leaders aren't, go, aren't getting there 
because of their own talent. They're getting there based on the talent of the people they surround themselves with. And so at the end of the day, what ends up happening is your good leaders are not lonely, or at least they should not be lonely at the top, because the whole time they had built a team around them that got them them there. So really, that while the leader, quote, as a noun, maybe the face of that moment, it really took a whole team to get that person there. And that's the basic premise that Maxwell's talking about in this particular chapter, because there's been a long propagated idea that if you're the CEO, if you're the main boss, whatever that, well, you're in the, you're in the corner office separated from everybody and nobody can get to you. And that's just the way it is. And he says that basically, if you are in that position and you decide to stay in that corner office and never see the people and never get out and never experience the organization, then you are failing as a leader because in the beginning, it took a team to get you there. And at the end, it's going to take a team to keep you there. Because you're not going to be able to hold that position under your own talent because you are now relying on everyone else to do everything. And so it is there's a necessity now for you to get in the mix as much as possible to be able to connect with as many people as possible so that you can have the maximum impact on the, like clearing your vision down the entire organization. If you just relied on you talking to three people, it's like the game of telephone. You know, at some point, depending on the size of the structure, the organization will lose the vision if they don't hear it from your mouth. So that's why it's super important for leaders to be able to do that. Now, from my own experience, um, I work very closely with my commanders and it, one particularly, uh, Colonel Patumbakal, she's like, I'm just repeating myself every day, 10 times a day, the same thing over and over again. And, and she, she gasped a little bit, but she understands the principle behind it, that that's her job, to continue repeating herself over and over and over again. Because what ends up happening is that she's not just talking to the same people all the time. She's talking to different crowds every time she repeats herself. And to maintain consistency of the message and the clarity of the vision so that the maximum number of people can get on board, they gotta hear it from her. Like, that's critical. And so getting outside the corner office, getting into the mix, ensuring that that message is being communicated directly so that there's no misinterpretation um, is critical for all leaders of any organization of any size. And if a leader feels that they can't talk to anybody, they're not going to maintain that position for very long. And so that's the crux of, of the particular lesson is that first paradigm break that we as, as aspiring leaders, and if we're in that position of where we don't have a boss and we, and we have a bunch of um, individuals that help pull together against a particular idea or mission or job or whatever, 
uh, team of teams and organizational that if we isolate ourselves, we will fail. And so the only other solution is to make sure that we're in the mix with everyone, make sure those messages are out. And so that more, and also importantly, you as a senior leader can see exactly what's happening on the ground truth instead of a filtered version of that, which a lot of leaders get, especially in organizations. Because nobody wants to look bad, right? So everything is, <laughs> so everything is just roses up at the very top, right? And, and down at the trenches, people are like, you know, getting whipped and they're, they're hating life, uh, but that never gets up to the top. So it's important for that leader to get around and not be isolated. So that's the premise of uh, the first chapter, um, Leadership Goal. It's a really easy chapter. It, it counters, I don't know, like almost every single business book out there when it talks about the leadership to include the military. Military officers, they, they read a book called The Mask of Command, which basically says that they have to be somebody in front of everybody, and then they have a private face for their friends and their family and whatever. And that, but if they're in front of people and they're doing their business, they gotta be this stoic, different person than because they wanna make sure that people respect them and there's a distance. Um, John says, and you lose your people because you have no empathy and they don't actually care about you. So um, yeah, so that's, that's the way I, I'll tell you this, uh, today where I'm at right now, um, I absolutely adore my commander. Uh, she's fantastic. She's enthusiastic. She connects with every single person. Now, she doesn't have to know our names because luckily we have them on our shirt. So it's a win. <laughs> Why did you know my name? Of course she did. Um, but um, on so many occasions, she would be in a circle of people talking and she'll actually step out of the circle for 30 seconds and say, hey, blah, blah, blah. How you doing? Okay, and then she jumps back into the circle, totally acknowledging the fact that you're a human and that you're there. And because of that, she has a huge fan base, right? Everybody that interacts with her becomes a fan because everybody understands that at that level, you don't have to. But because of the leader, it's your responsibility to do so because you can't, because your subordinates will never, right? And, and, and you don't want them to, because that'd be annoying real fast. So you should be the one reaching out if you're in the position of power 